Welcome to the Boston Knotlight. We're Nina Fister and Lauren Gill, co-founders of MagPR, a local boutique agency helping emerging brands and influencers gain exposure, build community, and achieve growth through public relations efforts. Each month, our Boston Knotlight podcast features candid interviews with local women entrepreneurs who are making it happen. Our guests today are Kim Reed and Kim Urquhart, co-founders of The Profound Market. They'll be sharing their story in building the market, plus tips on how to leverage Instagram for growth. Kim Reed grew up in an entrepreneurial family and has always had a strong sense of hard work towards something you believe in. After college, Kim launched a collection of custom draperies to complement her mother's home decor business at Purple Rose Home. Eventually, Kim dissolved this collection to focus full-time at Purple Rose Home and took on the role of building the online retail and social media aspect of the business. Since then, she has leveraged her experience growing Purple Rose Home into and building the growth of Profound Market. The market serves as a perfect complement to her already established business. Kim's use of social media to build and maintain a strong business and customer base is almost as admirable as her willingness to share her knowledge that is admittedly mostly self-taught with others. Kim Urquhart is a New England transplant from Virginia. With a corporate background in marketing and customer experience, Kim's passion is creating connection and a sense of community in all that she does. Kim left the traditional corporate world to open a successful vintage-inspired lifestyle shop, Laurel Grove, in Sudbury, Mass. Here, she shared her passion and it led her to many of the relationships that formed the foundation of the profound market today. Kim's belief is that all work is made better when done with care, love, and connection. This is what she hopes to bring to the profound market, its shoppers and vendors alike. So ladies, thank you for joining us. We are super excited to have you both here. Given you're both Kims, we're going to just ask that you say Kim you or Kim are so people know who's responding to what. Um, and today we want to learn you know, how you leverage Instagram for growth. But before we get into that, can you just share with us the story behind the formation of the Profound Market? Sure. This is uh, Kim R. And it's funny because so much has happened since that first 2017 market that the details get a little muddy, but there are four of us and we all own home, home decor stores in the vintage style realm. And I believe how it started was an Instagram communication and we started doing some share posts, uh, follow groups where you share each other's posts and talk about each other's businesses and, and, and it's like a weekly thing. Everybody changes it up so everyone in the group gets a chance to get featured on everyone else's page. And the dynamic was working really good and then I just said one day, I have this idea and I think even Kim has said, Kim Yu has said, this idea is on my mind too and I said, let's do a vintage market in our area. I said, we're in this industry. We know a lot of people in this industry. There's another market in the area that does really well, who's an inspiration. She was moving out of state. So it was like, maybe we should bring this to our area. And it's funny because we didn't really know each other that well. And we were four people. Kim was in business with Michelle, who was another partner. They were running Laurel Grove together. Now Michelle is running Laurel Grove with her daughter and Kim is off on new adventures, but still with Profound. And then we have Trisha, who runs Vintage Prairie Home. And for four people that didn't really know each other that well, we dove right into this business. And we just hit the ground running. We started talking to vendors. We started um, you know, presenting our idea and, and bringing it to the table. 
I think the biggest challenge was finding the location, which Kim and Kim, you ended up finding, and it, it's a beautiful location in Lancaster, Massachusetts. That's sprawling New England fields and gorgeous location, and it happened. I mean, our first market was in 2017 September. We had 52 vendors and 2,500 people, and wow. at 4 p.m. on Sunday, all of us were like. It was like that imposter syndrome. Yeah. And then by 2017 to that, I'm sorry, 2018 September market, after 7,000 attendees, we were like, holy moly, in a group. (laughs) Yeah. Kim, you and I were on this motorized vehicle at the farm. It was so busy. And she looked at me and she said, I worried about this. I thought we were. I worried we were going to grow too fast. Oh, she was like, worried about what? This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, that is where, I mean, the profile market was all about four like-minded businesswomen collaborating and coming together and using our strengths to make our businesses better and not become competitive. Amazing. That segues perfectly into my next question for you. Um, so being an entrepreneur and running your own business often does mean keeping you know, your eye on competition. So you've embraced collaboration and community. Can you talk a little bit more about why you believe you're stronger together and are there challenges that come with melding the several brands together into one? Sure, absolutely. This is Kim Yu. Um, and I think... Of course, you know, from a strategic standpoint, it's always important to understand what others in your industry, your competitors are doing, people that are running businesses in a similar space, um, staying on top of trends, understanding where things are going, really gives you a runway to be thoughtful about your business, to be strategic in your planning. Um And that's really critical in in any business environment, entrepreneurial or not. Um, But I think if you spend too much time looking over at what your competition is doing and and kind of looking sideways, you don't spend enough time looking forward and looking ahead and planning. So when you put your competition and kind of what you're doing at the heart of your strategy, which, you know, we've really been successful in in not doing, I we think it does two things. It takes you away from your authenticity and what you as an entrepreneur or as a brand bring and the value that you give to your audience, your customer. It takes that authenticity completely away because you get caught up in what she's doing or what they're doing and if they're doing it better. And that comparison game can get really ugly. Um, and, and really anxiety provoking. So, um, that, that's the first thing that it can do. And then secondly, your focus is completely removed from what we believe is the most important aspect of a brand and that's the customer. So, you know, as, as a market, we feel really lucky. We have two major customers. We have our shoppers who come and who are super loyal and excited about the market, um, But another huge aspect in somebody that we are a group of people that we see as one of our most important customers or audiences is our vendors. Um, So that kind of sets our business apart. We have two really distinct and, and separate audiences and customers and every decision we make, big, small, medium, has to be good for our business 
for our shoppers and for our vendors. Um, of course, good for our bottom line too. That's not something we lose sight of, but we really put our vendors and our shoppers first in every decision that we make. And um, to us, providing value, service, community, and support to those two groups of people is our priority. Um, we believe as long as we do those things and provide those things consistently well, that we'll continue to, to grow and succeed. So when we came together, um, sure, our individual businesses can absolutely be seen as competition, but we left, we completely left that behind or aside or however you want to look at it. And I think just our business and the success that the profile market has seen is such a shining example of what happens when that happens, really putting the competition aside and, and realizing our individual strengths and how they can combine to create something amazing. And the way I see it, if I might interrupt real quick, this is Kim R. Um, and any other market like this in our industry should not be seen as competitive because our vendors do these markets. We should all, we're all in it together technically. Like it's helping because the vendors are going to come to one show, have postcards for other, or where else can I see you? Oh, you can see me at this show. And we're not having overlapping weekends for the most part because the vendors can't do both weekends. Right. So there really isn't a competitive aspect when it comes to other markets. So this industry, it's, it's, very interesting in that way. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about how you guys go about recruiting new curators for the market. So obviously that is one half of your target, right? And I'm assuming these are paid booths, right? That's where your revenue is coming from. Yep. from. So how do you decide which curators to welcome into your community outside of just, hey, we can pay you, right? We can afford this. Are you selective? Does it matter? You know, what's the vetting process look like? Absolutely. So, yes, we are selective and yes, it matters. Um, although I think our criteria, um, our criteria is flexible. It's um, human. Um, so our we're first... We're also limited for space. We're too. also limited for space, exactly. So our the farm where we are is... Um, is a certain size. So there's only so many people that, that we can accept and, and something that goes into that decision-making criteria is obviously space, but also, as we mentioned, our, you know, our vendors being so important to the success of our business, their success is critically important to us. We want our vendors to come back year after year. And so we understand that if we flood you know our market with a certain a person selling us people selling the same thing or a certain type of item each individual might not be as successful so we really try to make the offerings diverse and um and make sure that everyone there has a good opportunity to succeed um so when we first started to kind of back up in 2017 Really, our 52 vendors were based on our network. So right. people that yeah. we knew, um, people that, you know, we loved their product, but we also loved their demeanor, loved what they brought to our market in terms of attitude and acceptance and that attitude of collaboration is 
so important to us and and that's why I said our criteria we do have criteria but it, it might not be oh is is the stuff good enough you know it's it's what do they bring to our market from the soft you know the soft skills standpoint are they going to help their neighbor and set up you know will they have a positive attitude and so it, we do have criteria but it's flexible and we really try to make sure that the vendors are proliferating this feeling of positivity and collaboration that we've really worked hard to form as the foundation of what the profile market represents. And we were, this is Kim, our, we, something that we did that was different, we started right out the gate with individually promoting each vendor. And we, we did that for the first four shows. And we've actually gotten to a point where, um, we have too many vendors and not enough time. So we still put them first, but um, we made sure that they were the forefront. This is why you're coming to the market. You're coming to see these vendors. And then we also treated them a lot like have, having our retail businesses as our foundation businesses, we treated the vendors as product lines. Mm -hmm. Like we wouldn't bring in a certain product line to our store, like Kim, Kim Yu said, if it wasn't, going to work for our brand, our our profound image. And that is was never really spoken out loud about, but it was just something that all of us understood. And um, the way we continue to find new vendors and, re, you know, I, I use air quotes, which I know people on podcasts can't see that, but <laughs> um, the way we kind of continue to recruit new vendors is really word of mouth. I mean, as Kim mentioned in the beginning, it's kind of a small network of people who, you know, do these shows and a show that's well run gets talked about and we consistently support our vendors at other shows as well as other shows by visiting them, uh, you know, and inevitably we'll be visiting one of our vendors at another show who says, oh my gosh, meet my neighbor, she's great, she would really fit in at Purple Market, he makes the, I mean, at Profound Market, mm -hmm. at, or the Purple Market, whatever, <laughs> um, he makes these amazing, you know, whatevers, and, um, and so inevitably that happens too. And and that's kind of the way that we continue again to proliferate that collaboration, support of one another, um, and and really build on that. And there is an application process. Our website has the different markets, the this June market, the September market, and this year our first holiday market. So you do three a year. This will be the first time doing three a year. This is our first Congrats. holiday. And it's an indoor market. It's much smaller and it's more artisan, vintage, um, very honed in on handmade and or found. Mm -hmm. um, so the application processes they have to fill out on the website and they have we have to be able to go to their social media pages. I mean, we spend hours on text chains. Like, okay, we've set up, we've put, um, uh, what's the word? We've processes. Processes, thank you, in yeah. place. You know, we've got the Google Sheets. Okay, we've got 10 new applications. Everyone go and vote. Um, when they're ties, we have discussions. You know, there's other discussions that happen. And, you know, we look at their social media to, to look at their product and, uh, it, it can be very difficult to turn down a vendor, but we are limited for space, mm -hmm. and we do have that profound look that we want to stick to. And yeah. we have this profound mentality that we're trying, the profound 
collaboration, be profound, stand out, be better than the rest. Don't do it arrogantly, do it uh, collaboratively. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. All right, so getting into the meat of today's episode, um, can you explain how you leverage Instagram and other marketing channels to grow your business and spread the word about events and opportunities? Yes, this is Kim R. So starting off with Profound, we had our established retail businesses. We had our vendors establish businesses. And that promoting of them opened up opportunities of more sharing because when you promote the vendors, they share that somebody's shared them. Yep. Um, we each had our own follower accounts, which there was definitely some overlap, but it brought in a lot more eyes to a, to a new business that you wouldn't if you were just starting from complete scratch. Right. The other thing that we did that might be a little bit different than, than other, there's not a lot of markets out there, but that other markets might have done to get started was personally in my business with Purple Rose Home, we have an e-commerce site as well. Laurel Grove does as well. Theirs was um, a little bit younger than mine was at the time, but we were working with influencers mm -hmm. for our uh, product line. And so there was this whole idea of let's find the local influencers, send them tickets, ask them to talk about the market. And that helped in the beginning. And, and the thing that is awesome about, I feel like, the way that we all work is what's the next best thing? What can we do next? That sharing on social media, uh, Facebook as well, using the event pages, promoting the event pages. You know, I don't promote a lot on Facebook for my personal business, but for Profound, it's an excellent opportunity. It's a little bit of market to yes. attending, right? Yeah. So and you like antiques, I bet would be someone you'd be going after, right? Exactly. I, I think our, so our first market was in September of 2017. I don't remember the interest on that event. But the June 2018 event had 22,000 people interested in the event. Wow. wow. We got, got 5,000, which I'm That's good. totally happy That's with. Uh, yeah, and we, we were scared. Yeah. We were like, I don't know. <laughs> this yeah. is what I was worried about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, it, is it free to attend? It is $12 at the door. We do, uh, kids 12 and under are free. We have face painting and music and food trucks and it really is a family event for the for the most part it's the, it's a girlfriend's day yeah um excuse me we also promote that that you can it's a family day but you can also buy tickets in advance or if you're following us on social media at the profound market which is both instagram and facebook we will announce our early bird tickets, which are $10, and you can buy weekend passes for, a dis it's like 18 for the mm -hmm. weekend, or the early bird's 15, so if you want to come all weekend, because you live nearby. And um, that's another, you know, challenge that we've come across with, you know, why does it cost so much to, to come to your market? We don't get it a lot, we don't hear it as much lately, but we do... You know, it, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that literally go into this right. market. Right, just your time. Right? Yeah. It's valuable, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and yes, we do we do get revenue from the vendors, but I mean, if anybody, if they could have done a reality show on us for this past June market the week before, right, with like every hiccup, oh. <laughs> it happens. People, always people the might way. be like, okay, we'll yeah. pay $12. <laughs> Lauren was in event planning before she, she, she gets, gets it. it. Yeah. Yes, always a lot of hiccups. Yeah. All right, so it's rapid fire time. I'm going to alternate asking both Kim's questions. So first question, 
Kim R. What is one thing you'd put on your bucket list? I want to go paragliding. Nice. My husband will let me. <laughs> Kim U, a weird quirk. Can Kim R answer that for me? <laughs> oh. Will you? I don't know. I'm not trying to skirt it. I'm, I have so many, it's hard to choose. Rapid um, fire, rapid her fire. Voice, her voice. My voice, good one. Good one. <laughs> we just talked about that too. Kim, our favorite superhero, and why? Batman. I like the voice. Nice. Are you a morning or night person, Kim? Morning. All right, one more. Strangest thing you've ever eaten, Kim? Our sea urchin. Ooh, Ooh good one. that's adventurous. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be closing out, but before we do, we always like to ask if each of you could quickly share a one-liner piece of candid advice for any new entrepreneur just getting started. This is Kim Yu. I think I mentioned this, I think, in one of my earlier answers, but especially as an entrepreneur, you're doing this because it's you. So I think being authentic and um, the value that entrepreneurs bring to business is the fact that they're an entrepreneur, it's them. And so I would say don't lose your authenticity and don't get lost in the comparison game. This is Kim R. And I would say that exactly, <laughs> but also <laughs> always, always, always evolve. Don't don't stay stale, don't be stagnant, try, um, take risks, try new things. It, it, it's so important. Well, you guys have been great guests. Thanks again for joining us. If you, you could just leave the audience with your website uh, link and your social handles one more time, and also if you have a date and location of your next market, I'm sure everyone is dying to attend. So. <laughs> Okay, so the Profound Market is website is theprofoundmarket.com and we're at the Profound Market at Facebook and Instagram. Our next market is September 21st and 22nd, which is coming up in just three weeks. In Lancaster, in Mass. Lancaster Massachusetts. Yep. Yeah. Great. Well, awesome. thanks again. Thank, Thank you. you.